Yay! It's a brand new chapter of the Get Unstuck podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to create an extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome to a brand new episode and I feel like a brand new, I want to say season, but we're not doing seasons here, but it feels like a whole new chapter, let's call it that, in the life and the existence of the Get Unstuck podcast. I am your host, Laura Husson, and if you are brand new here, welcome. I am so grateful for your time and your ears. So, it's 2021. Welcome. Happy New Year. I know it's a bit late to say that, but still, I haven't had a chance to wish it to you before, so I'm saying it right now. I have been on quite the adventure (laughs) since the last episode, and I felt like I don't even know what we're going to title this episode. Whatever you, you, it now has a title. The fact you're listening means it has a title. At this moment in recording, I have no idea what's about to fall out of my mouth. So let's see. When we wound up the end of 2020, oh my goodness, the last episode was me reflecting on the year that was 2020. And if you haven't listened to that, that would be a really great place, especially if you're new here, that would be a great episode to listen to after this one, because it was really quite the year. And despite all odds, and despite everything being the way that 2020 was, It was a phenomenal year of growth for me personally, for the business, for the message, for everything in my world. And I'm really, really excited to bring those lessons and that experience forward into this new year. And I feel like there's a whole new level, a whole new layer of clarity, of devotion, which is my word for the year, for this 2021 a whole new level of devotion to being the embodiment of the work that I do in the world. Now, something that has come up really strongly for me, and I finished the year in this tone, is travel. Oh my goodness. So travel, for those of you who don't know my backstory, I travel has been running, coursing through my veins for as long as I can remember. And I remember even when I was a young girl, I used to have this set of books. It was wildlife books. And one of the books was an underwater, like an ocean book. And I was absolutely fascinated. And it had so many pictures of coral reefs and people diving and exploring and all the amazing things that existed in our oceans. And I was always like, wow, it looks like another planet. One of my biggest wishes was to be able to explore that universe as I felt it was. And so way back in 2010, um, during a trip to Mexico, I did my Paddy open water scuba diving certificate, certification, qualification, I don't know what it was. Anyway, I became a Paddy open water diver. And 
for a long, long time afterwards, I didn't go anywhere where diving really felt very appealing because I'm not one of these people that wants a flashlight and all the gear and um, to go down there in a dry suit when it's really cold. I want to be in tropical waters. I want turquoise, crystalline oceans, and I want coral reef to explore. So when we went back to the Maldives in, well, sorry, when we went to the Maldives in August 2019 for my 40th birthday, I was reunited with my passion for being under the ocean. And it was so special. It was so magical. I loved it so much. Even my daughter came, who was 10 at the time. She came on one of the dives with me. And I absolutely loved it. Now, we this year, obviously, year of 2020, I was in Bali in March. The world was closing behind me as I flew home from hosting my retreat. And then we've been in numerous lockdowns and travel restrictions and all of the things. So we ended up in December, we had a trip booked to go to a forest lodge that we had stayed in back in October. We booked to go back for Christmas. Now, as we got closer, I could not settle on this trip. I couldn't put my finger on why. I really wanted to go. I was really excited about going back, but could not settle on the type of lodge we were going to have, how many days we were going for, even kept changing the actual dates. One minute we were going for seven nights over Christmas. The next we were going for five nights and coming home before Christmas. And it was just a constantly shifting landscape as it came to what the intention was for that experience. Then just before uh, we were due to go on that trip, literally probably about a week before, I kept seeing people on my Instagram feed that I followed, they were going through airports. And I was like, wait, what? People are getting on planes. I mean, I knew that some travel was permitted and I knew that here in the UK, we have travel corridors where you can go to certain places and come back without needing to quarantine. But I didn't really, really believe that people were starting to go on holidays yet. We had tried. We had booked a family trip to go to Turkey in October. That got cancelled, I think, three weeks maybe before we were due to go. But probably not. I think we booked three weeks before we went. So maybe it was only a, a week. And that's how we ended up in the first time in our lodge in the forest. We had so many cancelled trips, much like everybody else last year. But we were determined and we kept trying again. Every opportunity, we were like, let's book some travel. And it just kept being cancelled or postponed. So when we got into December and I saw some of the people in my feed who I follow, who I'm connected with in the world of travel, were starting to get on planes. They were going to Dubai. One of them was going to the Maldives. I was like, hang on a second. What are we doing? (laughs) We were paying this crazy amount of money because UK staycations, as they are now being called, have become so in demand due to the lack of travel that we were paying an extortionate amount, extortionate by re- like other relevant terms. If we had been going any other time before all of these travel restrictions, it would have been a whole different price point. It was so expensive by comparison to go and stay in this lodge that I started to think, wow, what else could we do with that money? Now, if I go back to the beginning of last year, or even way back, 10, oh, actually, probably 20, don't tell anybody, years ago, at university, I my degree was in travel management because, as I said, travel was running through my veins. It was my obsession, my passion. I'd had all this history with not being able to attend full-time education due to my chronic fatigue syndrome 
And so I managed to claw my way back in by following what energized me. And what energized me was travel. Now, I had no intention for what a travel management degree was ever going to open up for me in terms of opportunities or possibilities or career path. I just knew it was something that I could go and study and love and have energy for. So I did. I learned so much about the travel industry. It was so fun to me to be talking about literally even like the law behind travel, package holidays, you name it. I loved it. I then last year, I just had the taste for it again, not knowing at that point that obviously the doors to travel were going to be slammed shut. I looked into how I could go about being registered again as a travel agent. And now I never wanted to be a travel agent. That was never something that I decided, oh yeah, I want to be a travel agent. I did give it a go, fresh out of university, got a job in a travel agency and it just was not for me. I did not last long at all. (laughs) What happened was last year, I was like, well, if I become a travel agent again, then because I am, and I don't know if you're like me, lots of people I know it seems are, I am the person, I am a travel agent's worst nightmare because I am the person that I will say, okay, I want to go, let's say I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Greece, but I want a specific type of resort. I want the bedroom to face this way. I want it to be, (laughs) I want these kind of restaurants. I want this type of transfer. I have all of the requests. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I'm very, very specific and I'm happy to pay for that. Now, what I love to do is I will do all the research. I will research every, let's say we're going to Greece. I will research every island. I will research every side of every island, every town in every island, every hotel within those locations. And I will pinpoint where I want to go. Then I will go through every site available, price comparing, tweaking dates, tweaking flights, tweaking room options, board options, number of nights, you name it. I am the ultimate researcher when it comes to my own travel. Now, I know that there's a high chance that you are going to be laughing as you listen to that because you're like, I thought it was just me. You're not alone. (laughs) I even have spreadsheets. I have one drawn up right now for our summer trip that we are planning out. And I love it. It is not something that I find boring. I love doing it. I even occasionally love doing it for other people. I'll have friends who will say, oh, we're thinking about going so-and-so. Do you have any recommendations? And I am off. I can plan your trip from top to bottom. I can give you an itinerary. (laughs) So last year, when the travel call was really speaking to me strongly, I was like, wow, I wonder if I could um, get my own travel agent license and start to plan my own travel. If I'm doing all this research anyway, why would I be paying commission to an outside booking site or even another travel agent. I could just earn my own commissions, pay myself for this time that I'm already investing in making these trips come to life. And so I found a way for me to register as a travel agent. And then I went to Bali and I booked hotels and I was able to contact those hotels and explain that I was a travel agent. I was coming out for my personal travel And it was so gorgeous being able to have those conversations, make all my specific requests and be accommodated and be in that conversation, not as a customer, but as a fellow professional inside the travel industry. It's a very different conversation. And I really loved it. It felt great. Now, obviously, as I mentioned, 
we then came back from Bali, the whole world closed down. And I was just, I just felt like, oh, I was just getting warmed up. I had so many trips I wanted to plan. We'd already planned a trip um, to the Maldives, a second trip, a return trip to the Maldives for the summer. And I felt like I was being kind of shut down before I got going. So I kind of set it all to one side, but I didn't. The truth is, Every single day at some stage, I'm either thinking about Googling or researching prices, dates, possibilities for travel. And so when it came to December and we were talking about this forest lodge, I was like, oh, just go on. I saw people who are also in my travel agent group that I'm in going on their trips. And I was like, oh, the airports are empty. Oh, I was dying to get back into Heathrow Airport. I was like, I want a piece of that. I want to experience what it's like to travel in a deserted airport. And so I started just having a little look. And oh my goodness, I was coming up with the most insane deals. We were looking at Dubai. We were looking at the Maldives. We were looking at places in the Caribbean, all the places that were basically open as travel corridors. We were looking at what was required in terms of testing and um, precautions and what was it really like to travel in COVID times on a long haul flight with children. And we decided to go for it. We found the Maldivian island that we wanted to go to. It kept calling me. You know when that happens where you're like, I keep coming back to this one doesn't necessarily make sense, but just keep coming back to it. So I picked it. We ended up spending, I think, £250 less than we were going to spend to go to this forest lodge in the UK, room only, and no activities or entertainment. We spent £250 less to go all the way to the Maldives, including a seaplane, including all-inclusive in a room that sat on the the beach in the Indian Ocean. And I don't know about you, but for me, that was a no-brainer. I was like, okay, we need to get tested immediately. We are going. (laughs) So it was quite different traveling during um, pandemic times, like having to go and get the test, then waiting for the test results. And it all has to be within a certain time window of you departing. So it's a bit stressful. And then because we booked at such short notice, when we went to check in for our flight, the flight didn't, they didn't have us listed. The flight hadn't been properly ticketed. And it was a whole new panic of like, oh, what if? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We managed to get it all ironed out. And when we landed, in the, I still didn't believe it was going to happen. And I'll tell you, walking into Heathrow Airport was one of the most magical experiences of my adult life. I felt so emotional walking through those airport doors. I could not tell you. And I was quite surprised that it was quite busy. As you first walked in, it was much busier than I was expecting it to be. But once we went through the first place, once we went through security, it was so quiet. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. We felt so safe. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. We knew that the people who were traveling had had to be tested. We knew that um, precautions were being taken. Everything just felt so easy. And I'd never really had a traveling experience like it before, unless I was, even when you travel in business class or first class, you still have to go through, you know, walk to the gate and all the things and there's people everywhere. It was like having this kind of first class service all the way to the seat of the plane. It was absolutely incredible. Now, when we touched down in the Maldives, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, we're back, we're back, we're back. It was my trip of a lifetime to go to the Maldives, hence we went for my 40th birthday. And being back was just 
so surreal because it had come out of the blue. It was a last minute trip. It was only made possible because I was able to be inside the travel industry and I was able to take care of all the arrangements in my own hands. And I, oh, it just was so special. Now, when we landed in full transparency, because it had been so affordable, I was fully expecting to land and go, oh, it's it's really lovely to be in the Maldives. Oh, I wish we were at the other place we went to last time. That's what I expected to feel and say the whole time we were there. Now, what actually happened is when we landed, I was absolutely blown away by the beauty of this island. And we sat, before we even saw our room, we sat in the like lobby area and they presented us with a coconut and a cold towel with like essential oils on. I cried into the cold towel because I couldn't believe I was back. I was like, we really did it. We really made this happen. As soon as we got there, I was like, wow. And I looked at Chris, my husband, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. He was like, this feels really good. Now, within two days of landing, we extended our trip. (laughs) We were supposed to be there for seven nights. We extended by another six nights, which then meant we were there all over Christmas. And the kids had not, we didn't know we were going to be there for Christmas. We were not prepared for Christmas in any way. We managed to bodge it together with some trips to the gift shop. (laughs) And um, we had the most incredible time. Now, while we were there, a lot was being announced back here in the UK. Now, when we left where I live on the Isle of Wight, in the UK, we had this tier system. So we were in tier one. We were one of the only counties in the whole country to still be in tier one, which meant relatively low levels of restriction. So we felt good about traveling, especially because we'd been tested. We knew we were doing everything we could to minimize our impact. And we, while we were there, the tiers all got re- jiggled and by the time I think Christmas day by boxing day the day after Christmas the Isle of Wight was placed into tier three now this was quite an alarm to us because we were like we were tier one a minute ago what happened now by the time we came home from our amazing trip we were placed into by New Year's Eve Christmas day we were tier one New Year's day New Year's Eve we were in tier four which was the highest level And what had happened, we are told, is that when tier four was announced in London, lots of people who lived in London got in their cars or however, and they came down to the place where I live because they have second homes here. And so our infection rate has gone through the roof. Now, as it comes, we are now back in a mostly full lockdown here in the UK at this moment. And we are sat here wondering how on earth did we create an opportunity to travel? It was like a magical, it's, it's surreal to be sat here talking about this, knowing that less than 10 days ago, I was standing on a beach in the Maldives. And I'm like, whoa, that should not have been possible. Like technically that should not have happened. And yet it did. And we're so grateful for the opportunity that it did. And what happened was, and this is the the very long story of my travels, just because I love talking about it. <laughs> the amazing piece here and, and where this comes to and why this pertains to this year moving forward was that while I was away, I spoke a lot about my relationship with the resort, the conversations I was having, the fact that I was a travel agent or registered as a travel agent and able to be able to accommodate our extended stay myself. And 
what happened was people were messaging me asking so many questions. They were asking questions about how did you do that? What's the deal? Like, I didn't know you were a travel agent. I thought you were a subconscious transformation coach. (laughs) And I had so many conversations with people about it. And when I explained what I was doing, people were like, can I do this? I was like, well, I, yeah, I'm sure you can. And so what happened when I came home, I had so much interest in it that what I did was I partnered with a company outside of the travel agency to be able to partner so that I could introduce people into the travel agency and now support and guide and cheerlead as people go through their own training to become a registered travel agent so that they can be in charge of their travel. And that was really exciting to be able to do that. Now, this was a whim. It was like, oh, that will be fun. Yeah, let's do that. And I started talking about it. I did a live stream in my Shift Seekers community, which if you're not in there, come and join us at theshiftseekers.com. I did a live stream in there where I pretty much told this story. And then a few days later, I did a live on Instagram. And I just spoke about what it is that I do, how I do it. And it was so fun talking about it. My energy was through the roof as I was talking about it. And what happened this in, in the space of a week was that we I, I have now a team of almost 20 travel agents in training, which is absolutely phenomenal. And then I spoke and I shared on Instagram and on my platforms like I've started a second bit. I've started a new business in the travel industry. And it was like, what? You've started a travel business. What about your main business? What are you doing? And where this brings me to is yes, you can reach out to me about the travel business opportunity. And what the reason that this is so important is it brought up a lot of questions. It brought me to a place of like, oh, but what will people think? And will they understand it? And do I need to start a new Instagram account? Do I need to split everything out? And the truth was that me claiming this travel side to who I am, as you can probably even feel and hear as I speak about it, is me embracing all sides of me. Yes, I love talking about subconscious transformation. I love talking about how our brains work and how we can reprogram ourselves to really show up in any way that we dream of. And travel is, like I've said, it's like oxygen to me. So when I'm able to bring all aspects of me into play, bring it all in and talk about it all and be all of me without feeling like, am I going to confuse people? Are they not going to know who I am or what I do? It feels like, finally, all those years of feeling like I'm supposed to be able to describe myself in one snappy sentence as to who I am and who I help. Wow, what a relief to just allow myself to be everything that I love. And I want to share that with you because I want to invite you to explore that too. What would it be like if you got to be all of you? All of you. What are the other things that you don't talk about right now because you're like, well, nobody cares about that and that's just something I do in my spare time. One of the most amazing things is when we show up in this online world and especially since we've been in pandemic mode and there's much less separation between what's home life and what's business and trying to shoehorn everything into available time gaps, what happens is people want to know the person behind the business. People love the behind the scenes stuff. And so when I'm sharing my behind the scenes in like how I travel in a smart way, people want to know about that. 
Of course they do. It's natural. It doesn't mean, I'm not allowed to talk about that. I have to start a new Instagram account and direct everybody over there, which is what I started. That's the story I started telling myself. And when I was able to, because of the work that I do, I was able to pause that, see the story shaping up, understand that if I allowed that story to take hold, I was going to end up in a very different place. The question came back to, what would this look like if I just let it unfold? If I just let it unfold at the pace it's unfolding now, what would I do? How would I show up? Oh, I just tell people what's going on. Oh, that's what I've always done. Oh, well, that's what we're doing. And so here we are. First podcast episode of the brand new year. Um, it feels like not a confession. I'm not coming out of the like travel professional closet, <laughs> but it does feel like, well, this is another side to me that I haven't shared here before and I'm sharing it now and I'm open for all sides of the conversation. Yes, I want to talk about your transformation. Yes, I want to talk about what's next. And I'm always here for the conversation around travel. Oh my gosh. And guess what? Here's what I really know about travel is that it's coming back. It is coming back. This year, travel is going to be back on the menu. And what is happening is that people are, the demand is going up, or so demand is going up, which means prices are going up and availability is going down. And so those of you who are like, oh, travel and craving travel, and I've read some um, astonishing statistics about the amount of hours that people have been surveyed to report that they daydream about travel. It's phenomenal. It's not, I always thought that travel was unique to me. It's not, we love travel. We love learning. We love exploring. We love the romantic notion of being in a far flung corner of the world. And I'm really excited to bring that into who I am and how I show up. So over to you. What would it look like if you got to be all of you? What would you be talking about that you currently have boxed away for, oh, not that's not welcome here? What would it look like if you just allowed it all to flow seamlessly? So come over to theshiftseekers.com. Come and join us in the group. I'd love to hear your take on this. I'd love to hear anything you have to say about, oh, how do you feel about travel? How do you feel about travel right now? What else is possible for you this year? What else do you get to expand into other than the boxed way that you feel you've had to present yourself until now? So I'm so glad to be back. I have amazing conversations lined up for you that you are definitely going to want to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you catch those as they are released. We release an episode every Friday and I have so, so much in store for you. We are actually recording or creating, it's already recorded, a special secret podcast, a mini podcast that's going to really help you with creating that new reality. I'm going to tell you more in a future episode, so stay tuned for that. Theshiftseekers.com is going to get all the insights first. So if you want to be like, wait, what is this? I need everything. Come and join us there. I am an open open book. If you have questions for me, you can come and ask in the Shift Seekers or you can at me on Instagram, totallylaura screenshot this episode, share it in your stories. I will always share the love that you give the podcast and I will speak to you on a very, very soon to be coming into your ears podcast episode. Bye for now. I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. <laughs> if you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. 
I'll be waiting for you in the DMs. <laughs>